Hey guys, when we started this project, we were not sure how hard it would be to edit, record everything, and then eventually distribute. But then luckily, someone told us about Anchor. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. Secondly, they have creation tools that will allow you to record and edit directly from your phone or your computer. They distribute your podcast for you. And the best thing is you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. We're in the state of confusion. Questions on your mind. Send in Letitia and Brandy. Gonna help you unwind. We're hanging out together, even though we're long. We'll pass it on over. Sorry, we're stoned. So, Brandy Glenn, you've been quite the little horseback rider over the last two weeks. <laughs> yes, that is what horse showing is all about horseback riding. So, Brandy has been out of town for two weeks in Ocala, Florida at this big, fancy, schmancy horse show. And not only did she go, she went and kicked some serious booty. (laughs) (laughs) We did kick some booty, especially on our last day. It's like there's always so much pressure on the last day, right? To like, you want to end on a good note. You don't want to spend two weeks somewhere and and then have like a horrible last round or anything like that. So there's always so much pressure on a Sunday to uh, ride well and then also Sunday is classic day and while like all the classes are you know you want to do well in all of them like Sunday is the big where you win some money and you get to wear your white pants and braid your horse's mane and it's just like the the highlight of the week is the classic so on Sunday a few days ago um, we were closing out and Stargirl jumped double clear and we were second out of 20 in our high adult classic so I'm super happy about that Okay, first of all, it really drives me crazy that they do the classic, which like Brandy said, is, you know, like a really big class and that you can win money and all the great horses are in it. And they have it on a Sunday after everybody's exhausted. I'm like, I I love, I think a midweek classic would be so much better just because you'd have a couple days to get into the groove, but you wouldn't be so tired because on Sundays, I just remember when I had to be there with Noah and before she could drive, like when, when she started driving, I'm like, I'm bailing on <laughs> that. Like when I would have to stay, I would be so exhausted by Sunday, especially like in California, there's a big show called Thermal and it is usually so hot mm-hmm. by Sunday after being out in the sun all day, every day, all week. I'm just so tired. I can't imagine that the horse and the rider are at their best on Sunday evenings. Well, I think that's part of what makes it so competitive, right? Is like, all right, on a Sunday when you're tired, like who can perform the best? Because think about it, like if you if you were to do it on a Friday or Saturday and that then it's like, oh, then what do you look forward to from there? <laughs> you know? Very true. But anyway, I'm really proud of them. Brandy, this horse is so green and like young, inexperienced. Yes. And Brandy has really done amazing work with her and to be second in the classic at a huge show like this one in Florida is like really something to be proud of, Brian. Thanks, mother. I got to say, like, I did have a moment 
when I was coming out of the ring, everyone was just so thrilled. Rye, Danny, everyone in our barn was just like so happy for us. And when I came out, I literally was like, it was all worth it. Being dumped <laughs> twice was worth it. Like the rearing, the bucking, it's all worth it now. Oh my <laughs> gosh. That well, second place. Okay. It looks terrifying, but she's never going to stop. So I just need to embrace it and love when she does so great like this. And it's, it's, Funny. it's really cool. We we have a young girl in the barn. Her name is Maddie. She's th- I think she's 13. She's really young. And um, just being around her for the past weeks of the horror show made me like reminisce so much about showing with Noah because Noah was about that age when we when she started and we were showing in L.A. and just getting to like go to the ring with Maddie and like watch her in her classes and everything. I just like missed doing it with Noah so much. I know that was the cool thing is Noah kind of got Brandy back into horseback riding, even though Brandy had done it since she was six years old. She took a break when she went to college and then Noah got her back into it because Noah wanted to start riding. And it was so much fun because we would go to horse shows together and Brandy would do her thing. But then Brandy would be there to like kind of coach Noah and help her. And it, it was just like such a special time that it's one of my favorite times of my entire life. Like it I was know. just the friends we made were so incredible and still like my best friends that I have. And I don't know, it was just this really special time with uh, such a cool group of girls and moms too. I miss it a lot. You know, can we convince Noe to get back into it? Uh, it is expensive. <laughs> yeah, but if you win a little money, it helps. That's true. It does. It is like, that sport is crazy. Like the expenses are so nuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really so is. I was going to be needing to knock down some jack and pay for it on her own, like you do. I'm pretty sure Noah's making more money than me, so she should be able to do that just fine. Yeah. So Brandy, I'm, I stayed in Tennessee, so I'm in Tennessee right now. And Brandy left for two weeks, and I literally have been with your dad twenty four seven. Honestly. And- I don't know how you've done it. And I also, I just kept waiting to get texts from you saying, like, you've got to come back. He's driving me crazy. And you didn't. No, he's been, like, so great. I think, like, like we have spent so much time together. And just made it for lost time, I guess, because he got stuck here during Corona. I've been in California and he's been in Tennessee. And so even now, like we haven't left the house once because both of us are terrified of Corona. And so like once you left, I have not been like I have been one place and it was to get my hair done. And we did it on a Sunday. So no one was there. And so I've literally seen not a soul but your dad. What have you guys been doing? Playing music, I did organize the entire house, um, uh-huh. every room, every drawer, everything. Smoked a little weed, had a it. little, and but I like did get him to watch a series which he will never do, and we watched Dead to Me, which I've already seen, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the Undoing, and he loved both. It is such a like job to get him to want to. He he has this thing mentally about series. He only wants it to be one episode. He wants to watch a movie. Huh. And so it's this thing. So I finally got him to watch. He like loved both so much. He could not take it. You guys need to watch Yellowstone. He would love that. He would love it. Yeah, we need to watch. We, that's a good one for us to start. Uh-huh. So yeah, that's what we've been doing. Oh, and we've been playing Trouble. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do you get super stoned and play Trouble? Not always. Like last <sighs> night we played, like I lost four games in a row. It was not. Oh. Uh, but I wish he would. I don't know that he has the patience to learn Yahtzee with all the 
Like, yeah, I don't think he has the patience for that. So trouble is about as good as it gets. But so we've, we've been doing that. I've been walking every day and just, I don't know, just hanging out. Wow. Well, good for you guys. I think that's great. Yeah. Okay. So you've been organizing the house. That's all I've done is organize. Not even kidding. First of all, I think I always say this is getting rid of some things and I cannot tell you how much 4th of July stuff your sister has. <laughs> it's one of our favorite holidays. 4th of July decorations are completely out of control. I'm talking <laughs> there's like 14 huge containers of <laughs> July decoration. And I'm like, oh, like, how and why do we have all of these decorations? It's nuts. But it is our favorite holiday. But I've spent so much time doing that because I just feel like that when you're organized, you're more productive. It makes you feel better. So I don't know. And I needed something to do while your dad played music and watched the news. He is like, the news is 24-7. And so I had to have some other things to do. But anyway, the whole entire house is organized and it looks great. Did you like buy anything to organize with? Or was it mostly just like getting rid of things that didn't need to be there and... I did buy some things and I bought like the cheapest little containers that are usually the perfect size. I feel like they're like 12 inches long and maybe six inches wide or something that I would just put in all the drawers to really organize everything. And they worked so good. I'll have to put those up on baked goods, MT's baked goods, because they are really, really cheap. And I don't know, they just seem to fit perfectly in every drawer I needed them for. And then I just put a little piece of blue painter's tape because I didn't have a label maker. And then just in black Sharpie wrote on what each thing was. And it just looks amazing. I just well, walk- you should have texted your girl because I've got a label maker. Oh, well, I'll have to come get it and then I'll take mine off and put the nice ones on. Yeah. Love a label maker, by the way, guys. If you don't own a label maker, you're not adulting right. That is very true. I love a good label maker. And you know what else? We could go straight into off limits because (laughs) your girl is into The Bachelor. (laughs) So you watched last night. Yeah. What did you think about all the new girls coming in? Okay. I just think that's not fair at all. (laughs) Why is that loud? Because it makes great television. That's why. It does, but I honestly, if I were the girls that were there, I like, I just don't think that should be allowed. I really, really don't. Well, they were upset, all those girls. Like, the, they kept calling themselves the OGs, which I loved, but yeah, they were not happy. Yeah, I mean, like, they had been there for all these weeks, you know, like, and then to not be able to spend time or to have any time at all with him and then new girls get to come in and do that, it seems pretty unfair. Mm-hmm. But you know what was... Michelle, one of the new girls. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I am obsessed with her. Well, I think so is Matt. I think Matt is too, right? Uh, He like said something crazy at the very end of their date. Like, I don't want to scare you. You embody everything I want in a wife. Like, okay, might as well put a ring on it now. Jeez. Is that just to throw us off? I don't know. He seemed into it. I thought so too. And I love her. I love that she's a teacher. I love what she stood for. I I just loved everything about her. And she was so fun. And she has the prettiest smile I've ever seen. She's just so cute. She's definitely going to be in top three. But it's making me mad that the, what's the girl's name? Queen Olivia or whatever. Victoria. Victoria. I can't with her. And did she have pink eye this? (laughs) 
this episode. Wells thought it was a sty. I don't know what's going on. Okay. <laughs> but she is just rude. When she took the crown off that new woman, like she just ripped the crown off her head. I mean, I'm sorry. That is rude. Mm-hmm. And I just don't understand. I, it has to be for ratings because there's just no way. It, I mean, I just don't feel like that's going to be somebody he wants to spend the rest of his life with. No, they absolutely talk him into keeping her for ratings because she's good TV. So somebody that I really love is Piper. And I liked her in the very beginning. I thought she was so pretty, but I, I like her even more now. Okay. I can't remember where I don't think which one she She's is. got like really pretty curly hair. Oh, I love her too. And she had like a conversation with him at the cocktail party and was just saying like, I'm not going to change who I am for a man kind of thing, you know, yeah. but I really like you and da, da, da. And like, they just seem to have a cute moment and I could see them having good chemistry. Okay. Well, I love her and I still live is what it's something P. Oh, Serena. I love Serena P. Love her too. Mm-hmm. She's great. I like her. I, I do still like Brie. I'm not quite sure that Brie is like forward enough to make it very far in this specific process. She's a little meek. I think she's amazing, but this process is just so competitive. I'm not 100% positive she's going to continue to stand out, um, which is unfortunate because I really liked their date. I feel like he's going to like that other girl. What's her name? I think is it Sarah? No, Sarah's the one that left. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, I didn't watch episode three because I wanted to watch last night's and I had missed that one. So I skipped it. Mm-hmm. Did Sarah bailed again? Yeah, Sarah's gone. I know. Is that because she just couldn't handle it? Yeah. Yep. Could not handle it. Do you think he really liked her? I did. Uh-huh. On that episode, I was like, oh, man, I don't know if he's going to get over this. Maybe she'll come back. But I'm telling you, Michelle coming in, I think, changed everything. I think he was like thinking, Sarah, who? I really do. I think he really likes her. I also am so sick of the boxing fighting dates. Like, I don't want to see people. First of all, I wouldn't do that. Me neither. Like, I'm not getting my nose broken. No way. (laughs) It's the moneymaker. I still love Rachel, but she's very emotional. And I could see her being the kind of person that gets to, like, hometowns and starts to really get in her head about the other girls and maybe not be able to handle it. Oh, that would be me for sure. Uh Uh-huh. There's always one of those. I mean, like, that's just, like, that would just be so hard. And honestly, for me, like, I'm such a person, I probably would have known who I was going to choose the night I met them all. Well, it's funny. The women are like that. So the Bachelorette has a track record. Like, the past, so many Bachelorettes have ended up with their first impression rose person. And the men never do. But the women, it's like, it's like a 95%. That's exactly how I would be. I would know immediately Mm -hmm. that that's interesting that guys really do need to get to know them and the whole thing totally huh i guess are we going to bore everybody that doesn't watch the bachelor probably but if you do watch the bachelor and you don't listen to my other podcast your favorite thing you should because we have on bennett from claire slash tasha's season this week we do let me tell you guys okay tv bennett is completely different than real life Bennett. Wow. Okay. I was just thinking that we need to have Wells on. We never have Wells. We do. It would probably make him so happy. Yes, we need to have Wells on. And do we need to have Ben on, Higgins? Oh, we should definitely have Ben on. Ben has a new book out. I'm sure he would love to talk about it. Yes. What's it called? Alone in Plain Sight. Yes. Ah. Would love that. And Ben and Jess, his fiance, just bought a new house in Denver and they're like starting from scratch on furniture. So I'm sure he would love to talk about the house and like ideas for it. And maybe we could help him out a little bit with the design aspect. 
That sounds fun. Yeah. Well, we'll have Wellesie on. All right, guys. We want to give a quick shout out to one of our favorite sponsors, Nutrafol. I take my Nutrafol. Do you take your Nutrafol? I take my Nutrafol all the time. I do too. I'll have the one for 50 and over. I was going to say, there's a <laughs> few different formulas. Uh, there is one for women that are postmenopausal, yes, which is. would be my mother. <laughs> um, and if you're confused about like which formula of Nutrafol is right for you, you can go on their website and they do have a quick hair quiz that you can take. You just answer a few questions and then they will tell you which formula is right for you. If you aren't familiar, Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster-growing hair with less shedding. I've taken it for years. I can tell a huge difference. I can, too. Hair. I have such, like, baby fine hair and not very much of it. But I, my hair does not shed. Like, it really doesn't. And some of my my girlfriends, like, when they come on trips with me and stuff, their hair will be everywhere, like, all over the sink and in the shower. I just do not lose hair like that. And I feel like you used to and don't anymore. I did. <laughs> Honestly, maybe, but I definitely do not anymore. Like, I barely even lose hair in my brush when I brush well, it out. Well, this is amazing. I'm so tell the stoners how we get it. Also, Nutrafol has a subscription that you can do so that it shows up on your doorstep. I do a subscription. Okay, so clutch. That way you never run out. All right, you guys, if you want to take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code STONED. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com promo code STONED. That's Nutrafol.com promo code STONED. So this is one of my favorites. It's the Integra Boost, um, which helps keep your weed fresher. It sure does. Integra specially brings you plant-based solutions for top-tier cannabis storage and packaging. And my favorite part is, is that with the terpenes, that you can kind of mix and match and make them different flavors and just kind of specialize your weed. Totally. Plus, they are precision-crafted, plant-based packs that are entirely food-safe, so they can be used with any of your cannabis products. Integra offers an array of sizes and relative humidity levels for storing flour, pre-rolls, gummies, blunt wraps, and so much more. For more information, check them out at www.integraboost.com or at Integra Herbal on Instagram. Use code SWS at checkout for 15% off of your next online purchase at www.integraboost.com. All right, you guys, we want to tell you about another one of our sponsors. It's Lumi Deodorant. I think we've talked about them before. I keep one of these sticks in my carry-on bag when I'm traveling. I don't like deodorant. It's just one of those things that I never think to pack. So I just make sure I always have it on me. If you guys aren't familiar, Lumi is a whole body deodorant that was created by an OBGYN who saw firsthand how normal BO was being misdiagnosed and mistreated. This deodorant is baking soda free and paraben free, plus it's pH balanced for safe use. I know for me, like I've heard so much bad stuff about deodorant and like what's in it isn't great for you that a lot of the traditional ones that you can buy at your local drugstore just aren't cutting it for me. So I really love Lumi. Plus, they come in a variety of fresh, bright scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, which is my favorite, and they also have toasted coconut. And the great thing is, is you can use Lumi all over your entire body. So when you travel, 
it's so much easier just to have one product. Plus, they also have deodorant wipes, which are super clutch, especially if you're on like the red eye or an overnight flight. And they also have body wash, which is really cute. And it comes in a mini travel size as well. Lumi offers a starter pack that's perfect for new customers. And as a special offer for our listeners, all new customers get 15% off Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code STONED for 15% off your first purchase of LumiDeodorant.com. That's code STONED at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. There was something you commented on our Instagram, I think, about Wells, and he was ecstatic about it. Oh, you said he should be the hot contractor or something? (laughs) Yeah, something like that. He was so pumped. (laughs) That's so Love you. And he commented, Tish Cyrus thinks I'm hot. <laughs> oh my gosh. Honestly, Wells is so cute. I just love Wells. He is a cutie pie. I mean, his little smile is just everything. I know. All right. Well, enough love to Wells. You know, I just, I can't give him too much positivity. It ruins a relationship. So should we uh, get into some DRMTs this week? Yes, we should. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little pumped to have DRMTs back to ourselves because everybody was asking trace questions and everybody was asking freezing questions. So that's true. And I was, people just loved having trace on too. I know, but you know what? Everybody wants MC on. Well, I know. And we need to do that as soon as I'm back to LA. She announced the Super Bowls, right? Yes, I'm so excited. It's going to be so much fun. And I'm really stoked because I was really rooting for Tampa Bay because I was, You were? Well, yes, I was because, you know, the Super Bowl's at Tampa. I know. So it's going to be the first team ever to play at home. Oh, I didn't know that. So it's going to be the first team ever to play at home, which is so cool. And our girls from Stony Clover Lane... That we love, Kendall and Libby, the Glazer family, owns Tampa Bay, and they're really good friends of ours, and so it's going to be so much fun to be there with them at their home stadium in the Super Bowl. I don't know, it's just fun, and I'm really excited for them, and Molly performs right before the game, so it's just really, really cool, and she's performing for 7,500 healthcare workers, which I think is so amazing, and they've all been vaccinated, and it's just a really cool you know, thing for her to get to perform for them and then just walk right over and then go to the Super Bowl. So I can't wait. I'm pumped. I'm not I'm not thrilled about another 10-hour road trip to Florida. I'll drive. But you know what? I drove the whole way there and back, and I wasn't mad about it. I got so much done. I mean, honestly, like, I, I like to drive. Like, if I'm on a road trip, I like to drive. I so usually right. do too, but right. I've really settled into letting him drive and I read. I, I'm one of those people like I'm so fortunate. I can read in the car. Oh. I can work on my laptop in the car. I can stare at my phone in the car. And like he can't. He gets really bad motion sick like dad. Yeah. And so does my best friend Kirsten. Like I'm like the only person I know that can like work and read in the car. I'm so I'm blessed. Like, it makes me so sick to try to read in the car. Ugh. But anyway, I'm super excited about the Super Bowl. And can't wait. Let's get into some dear MTs. Hi, Tish and Brandy. This is Annie in Denver, and I'm just watching the Dolly Parton doc on Netflix, and I know that Dolly is Miley's godmother, and I was wondering, Tish, how that came to be, and I was wondering if Brandy has a godmother and what the story is there and what those relationships mean to y'all. So have a good one. Thanks for answering my question. Love Denver. Shout out. 
Okay. Well, first of all, I love this question. So I have known Dolly, gosh, since probably 1992 because Billy Ray and her uh, knew each other because she asked him to be on one of her songs called Romeo, which actually I just thought was like the 25th anniversary of that song, like yesterday. It's such a good song. Yeah, it was such a good song. And it was such, it was so cool. And Billy Ray and Dolly did it together. And so they had done a few things together and she, you know, just was so amazing to him when he first came onto the scene here in Nashville. But the true way Molly got to know Dolly and how she became her godmother was Dolly was on Hannah Montana. And so when Dolly came on Hannah Montana, Molly and Dolly just got so close. And, you know, because Billy Ray was there as well on set and I was there, I don't know, it was just like Molly had kind of known her all her life and they got so close and she just somehow became Molly's godmother and it's just been so amazing to have her in Molly's life in that way super cool I don't have a godmother no I don't have a godmother but like what you just like pick someone random to be the godmother just because I guess (laughs) or Uh, is it like I always thought like a godmother was like god forbid something happened to you like that's who takes your kid uh, yeah could you imagine if Dolly had to take Miley at a young age (laughs) that would have been real bad Dolly would have been sending her back real quick real quick too good. Okay, next. Hey, Brandy and Tish. My name's Natalie. I live in Seattle. I honestly just wanted to call and tell you guys how much I love you and your show. I've actually started talking like you guys. I, um, Brandy, I keep going, you do. <laughs> My kids think I'm so annoying, but I love it. And I tell the Tish, I always say, absolutely not. <laughs> I just, you guys are the best. Um, I was wondering if these are like inside family jokes or just something that you guys just do. I don't know. I just think it's hilarious that you guys have all these little funny things that you say. The show is great. I love you. Keep it up. Bye. She is so funny. I'm obsessing over her right now. And the funny, well, one of the the inside jokes is like when Brandy and Molly are both in the same room and Brandy says to me, because she really only does it to me. Oh, you. And Molly, when shit first starts coming out of Brandy's mouth, Molly goes, Brandy. No, no, no. She goes, Deetha. Oh, yeah. That's my nickname, unfortunately. Deetha or Brandy. She knows because, and I'll be so mad because Brandy does it to me all the time. But it's just so funny how Molly is really so mad. The very second, oh, you, Deetha. Seriously, don't, don't. She's like, don't. And I'm like, you do. And that came from, you've seen Bridesmaids. That comes from that movie. Kristen Wiig says it. It's like, she says, oh, you did this. She's, and then they're like, yeah, Helen knows the owner here. And she's like, Helen knows the owner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we got to watch that movie together. It's too good. That movie is so good. It's yeah, Broadstage. You guys will got to watch it. If you, I'm sure you've seen it. It's just the best movie ever. That's so funny. And I love it. Absolutely not. You do say that a lot. Absolutely not. Hi, this is Brandy. This is Claire. I'm a 21-year-old college student. So this question is for Tish specifically. Um, I know you mentioned that you started smoking weed later in your life, around like 40, your 40s. And I'm just kind of wondering because I have, my own mom is has similar views to, I'm guessing, how you viewed weed before. She just definitely thinks it is like a gateway drug. She's 
just not on board with it at all. So I was wondering, Tish, what made you kind of make the shift to more um, believing in the benefits of weed and getting a chance in your late 40s when you did, given that you had a similar view, I'm guessing, to my own mom and a lot of people that age right now. So thank you. I love your show. That is such a good question. Great question. I, you know, for me, we talked about this, that how I started smoking and it was at a time when I wasn't able to sleep and somebody gave me Ambien and it was because it's, we were on a bus that caught on fire and then it was really hard for me to lay down and go to sleep after that on a bus. And I had to be able to sleep to work the next day. And so somebody gave me an Ambien and it just made me feel really bad. And I started smoking weed instead of taking what I felt was just like a chemical drug that I was putting in my system. And so we just felt like as much as I was against it, it really did just help me calm down at night and sleep. And, you know, once I started researching it and found out like how many medicinal uses it was being used for, it really just changed my perspective on it. And, you know, as much as your mom is probably like against weed and so was I also like, I just don't like alcohol. I've just had so many friends that have been in accidents, like really bad accidents and that had to do with alcohol. And so I've always been kind of against alcohol and I, it just blows my mind how, you know, that people are okay. And, and I'm fine with people that, you know, drink wine or just have a drink of wine at night. And I started thinking like, it, it just makes no sense to me that weed has gotten this huge, you know, stigma about how bad it is and that it's a drug and it's a gateway drug and all these things that really just aren't true. And I think it's just educating yourself more than anything. And, you know, I think if there was a way and you guys could have really good conversations about it and maybe that you find some things on the internet that she could even read. I think it really is like when you realize some of the most amazing benefits of even like CBD that you really start to like think about what it is the plant itself and what that plant is and, and the benefits that it can have. And I think that's what really changed my mind. Oh, it did. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. That was good advice, mother. All right, I think these last two are some high design questions, which is exciting. Let's see what we got here. Hi, Brandy and Mama Tish. My question is a high design hybrid with Darren T. And I'm wondering, how do we feel about bed skirts? I am relocating and I just have an old metal bed frame. And I don't really want to splurge and buy a nice platform bed frame, but I'm considering it. But I was also thinking a cheap fix to that might be a bed skirt. And so I wanted your advice and opinion. Love the podcast. Bye. I have a lot of thoughts. My my initial reaction was absolutely not. But Mm -hmm. She did say she has a metal bed frame and I'm, I do feel like with certain styles and if she is going like farmhouse that you could get away with the bed skirt as long as it's not ruffled. Like a bed skirt mm-hmm. that's very straight lines, you know, just a flat paneled bed skirt in a neutral color, I do think could work. But, you know, I do love a platform bed as well. But I, I do think that it could work with an iron bed. So here's my thing is 
A platform bed doesn't have to be expensive. The one I have, I didn't want to spend a bunch of money on a bed frame. So I found a metal platform bed frame on Amazon for like literally a hundred bucks. Like it was cheap. And for a bed frame, it was very cheap. And and if you're going to buy a bed skirt, that's going to cost you like, but if you're going to have to buy a bed skirt, honestly, I would just save that money and put it towards this platform bed on Amazon. We'll post the link to it this week and you can find them on, I think there's a few different websites that sell them, but and with Amazon, you get that free shipping. I don't know. I think it's worth it if you. I bought that bed frame too. After yeah. I bought it. I bought it for a guest bedroom that had like a slant ceiling. And <laughs> so it didn't need a headboard, which you can, you can even do any type of headboard that you want with this metal frame. Like I usually like some of those upholstered that even hang on the wall. But that bed frame is so sturdy and so good. I loved sleeping on that bed. Yeah. And it looks nice. It, it really looks- doesn't look cheap at all. So that's an option. Great idea. We'll post it. Okay. Last one. All right, Stoners. We want to give a quick shout out to one of our podcast sponsors. Here she freaking goes. Mother, we need to tell the Stoners about mood. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, is right. If you guys don't know, mood is known for their federally legal THC. Oh. And now they're adding their most potent product yet to the lineup, which that's perfect for Tish. She loves the potency. Honestly, I love Mood. Yeah, well, great. They're, they're like, uh, they are so good. I, they really do have something for every single mood, and it actually works the way it says that it does. Oh, it does. Yes, it does. What's your favorite product? Would you uh, say? You know what? I, I love their pens. Mm, they are okay. really good. Okay, cool. Yeah, Mood offers uh, things like flour, gummies, vapes, and more. And they have this THCA product that converts into THC when you heat it and you get access to the classic marijuana high. Mood's latest and most potent breakthrough in the world of legal cannabis. All of their products are regularly tested in third-party labs and sourced from small family farms and pesticide-free, which is so important. They have different strains for specific moods, hence the name of the brand. So whether you want like a euphoric, energized feeling or you're feeling more creative and want to chill, they have something for everybody and plenty of versatile products that go with whatever mood you're going for. Try Moods' new THCA flower today. For a limited time only, get 20% off your first order and a free THCA pre-roll. Just go to hellomood.com and use promo code SWS. That's hellomood.com code SWS for 20% off your order and a free THCA pre-roll. Cute. Hey, Tish the Dish and Brandi. My name is Lauren and I am calling from Canada. I'm a big fan of you both and would love to hear your opinion on something for high design. My partner and I are gutting our bungalow and I'm stuck on what I'd like my dream kitchen to look like. From your experience, what do I need to have or consider when designing a kitchen? Also, what colors would you choose? I've been hearing a lot about this grayish trend and would love to hear your thoughts. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Love a bungalow. Uh, Just the word bungalow makes me happy. (laughs) Love a bungalow. You know what? In a kitchen, like, dishwasher is a mess for me. Must. Must. Gots to have the dishwasher. But I, you know what trend I'm really loving for a bungalow for cabinetry? And I can put this up on my Instagram stories or on the Sorry We're Stone stories. I am just in love with that sagey gray. Oh, so pretty. 
Uh, I just saw a kitchen done in that with a black and white backsplash that was so beautiful. And I'm actually redoing a small trailer in a place in LA called Paradise Cove. And so I'm redoing that right now. And I'm thinking I'm going to do the sage green cabinet with the back. That would be cute in there. I think it'd be so cute. And it sounds so cute for a bungalow as well. It does. The other trend I'm really liking right now, and I think it would be cute in a bungalow, uh, is I love when people do like white cabinets on top and a darker cabinet on bottom. So I'm wondering, could you do the sage green on the bottom and white on top? What I have in LA, my cabinets are white and then I have the blue island. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I really do like that as well. Just gives it like a a little bit of a unique look. Other must-haves in the kitchen, I miss so much. Like this house I'm living in has this stupid like old school like side-by-side aluminum or steel or whatever to sink. And I miss my huge farmhouse sink so much from my last house. So if you're if you're really going starting from scratch and you're doing that i would highly recommend just a really large farmhouse sink and you can get them so they're super inexpensive to get like you can get them on amazon i think i think and and wayfair mm-hmm. i've seen really inexpensive ones on wayfair because i'm going to do that also in the trailer but i love a farmhouse sink and just that white ceramic is so much better than like the metal sinks i think yeah. that'd be so pretty. Uh, there's something else I was thinking. Another thing that I think could be really cute in a bungalow with the the green cabinetry is um, I love a butcher block counter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That could be really cute too. And so if you spend some extra money on like some sage cabinets or a pretty backsplash, I think doing a butcher block would be so cute in a bungalow. Super cute. Love that. Well, I think that was all for the DRMTs this week. Great questions, you guys. I really actually really loved all of those. Uh-huh. So it's been a while since we've done our But Seriously segment. So we thought we would have a guest on this week. And so today we're having on Kenidra Woods. And she began advocating for mental health when she was literally 13 years old. I mean, that is so crazy cool to me that someone that young is so passionate about trying to help other people. She was bullied throughout elementary school and middle school, and she channeled the pain into her advocacy and through storytelling. And at 15 years old, she published a book on her story, all about her abuse, her recovery. And then she launched something called the Cheetah Movement, which I think is also so cool. And so through Cheetah, Kenidra intends to prevent suicide by replacing hurt and shame with unconditional self-love and unwavering confidence. At the age of 17, she was featured on the cover of Teen Vogue and all for her activism, which is, I mean, that is amazing at 17 years old. And it was because of what she did in the wake of the shootings of Parkland, Florida. Mm-hmm. Now she's continuing to take the world by storm with her mission to educate, inspire, save, and change lives through her movement to end gun violence, bullying, and stigma around mental health. And when I read Sounds that, awesome. it just brought back all that because we were in Washington with Molly after the uh, Parkland shootings, and there were just so many, like honestly, a lot of kids around that same age of 17 that because of Parkland, really did start wanting to advocate and really get involved to bring awareness against gun violence. And the kids that we met were just so smart and so well-educated and and just so, it was, it was just mind-blowing to see kids that young, like not just talking about it, but actually doing it. 
Um, totally. That's what's so cool about her too. So this is great. I'm so excited to have her on. Me so. too. Let's let's get her on the line here. Hi. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm all right. How are you guys? We're doing good. Are you in LA? I'm actually in Utah. Utah. Oh. Is that where you live? Yeah, I live in Utah now. I love Utah. I'm from Missouri though. <laughs> Oh, okay. Brandy loves Utah. Nice. I'm at 45 minutes away from Salt Lake. Okay. Here's why I love Utah. It's just so, like, it's so different, the whole state. Like, you get, there's, like, a little bit of everything. Desert, mountains, snow. Like, you got it all. It's really nice. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, let's, um, we'll talk more about Utah later, but we're so excited to have you on. So we have a segment we call But Seriously, because this is, you know, our podcast is fun and it's super lighthearted, but we also want to make space for some serious topics, you know, like it's nice to be a distraction from things, but I think it's also important to talk about things like mental health, which I know is something that you're super passionate about. So we gave you a little intro before we called you up just to tell everybody a little bit about you, but I'd love to hear from you i'd love for you to tell everybody like what got you to where you are now how you became so involved in the activism world and kind of like really your motivation behind all that yeah for sure so yeah i'm Kenedra woods and the issues i'll speak out about most is you know mental health and racial equality equity you know and what kind of motivated me was starting at like 13 I saw like just how blacks were treated in this country it was after Mike Brown was gunned down by a police officer and he lost his life and just seeing him laying in the street for four and a half hours like he did I don't know it's just it definitely made me super angry but it also made me want to do something to make a difference even at 13 because I'm like this is not right I don't know if people listen to me but I know I should say something I know I should do something because this is not right to, you know, just watch this happen, especially if, if not me, who, you know, like that's how I, that was my mindset at the time because people were kind of closed off and um, most people at the time wasn't even thinking about, oh yeah, like I think people knew that racism was around, but they didn't really think like, oh, this is that right now, you know? So anyways, that's really how I start being vocal about important issues. And then I start throughout my activism journey, I start feeling myself get super overwhelmed. And like, then I start going through this, you know, this mental crisis. Like, I think because I, I felt like I carried so much of the the weight of the world on my shoulders Mm. and I had to be this change maker and I really didn't get to be a child really. And I just wanted to make sure everybody was all right. So I think uh, I just started going down this rabbit hole mentally and that's when I start being more vocal about mental health is when I start I think I was miserable <laughs> I was I was in my room one day and I prior to that I had psych ward visits I had you know uh, a lot of suicidal thoughts a lot of um, and then I had a suicide attempt before that so and then a lot of self-harm too so I had all those things happen and then it just led me to a point I'm like do you want to stay in the spot like this place of misery or do you want to do something and make a difference? Do you want to help other people with this? Like, do you just want to make this go to waste and you want to just, just sit in it, you know, just dwell on it. And I think I just, I pushed myself that day in that moment to make that decision. Cause I had already just been sitting in it and sitting in it. And I was like, I need to, I need to say something I need to make it. And so that's when I just decided, I'm like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to, 
be in misery. I don't want to sit in this. And so when I said no, all the positive, all the the wonders, all the ideas of, oh, how can I make my story known? What can what can I put out there to start this conversation around mental health? And and you know, that was the best decision I've ever made in my life. So Yeah. I think for like a lot of people, kind of going back to the whole the whole bullying thing, you know, I think that's a lot more common, especially like in the school system for young kids and people like to admit or think. And I think that the hardest thing, you know, for as kids especially is they don't speak up, right? It's like if you're being bullied, like you just don't speak up about it. You just like sweep it under the rug and act like it's not happening. So like, what would you say to somebody that is maybe experiencing that and afraid to speak up? Like, how do you cross that threshold from, you know, pretending it doesn't exist to actually telling somebody about it? It's like, how I think about it is, what would you say to your best friend? What would you say to somebody that you love would you allow them to get treated that way? Like, and I know that's hard, you know, but I, I gotta be straight up on it. Like, I think about that. Um, I remember I experienced a lot of bullying too when I was in elementary specifically. And, you know, I think now, even when I feel walked over sometimes, even now, it's like, knowingly, would I want somebody I love to experience this? And that that's why my whole perspective changed, you know? And I'm like, no, when I say no, I, I'm I'm just pushed to say something about it, you know? And I that's what I would say. Definitely, that's always been my driving force because I love people. When I say I love people, when I say I care about people, I, you know, my actions show it. So I think I, I think my service for others and just thinking about others that I love is, yeah, definitely my driving force. I was going to ask a similar question about because my daughter Noah, she has really suffered with a lot of like really major depression. And I mean, she still does. And it's something I don't haven't ever dealt with, especially at that young of an age. And so I think it was so hard for her to even tell me like how she was feeling if maybe I would, you know, brush it off or she didn't want to worry me or she didn't want to scare me. Or maybe um, thought you didn't understand. Thought I didn't understand, but she also knows because like she has had suicidal thoughts as well. And like, I think she's just like, didn't want to scare me or worry me. Like, how do you get yourself into a place where you can tell someone or talk to someone? Yeah, that's, that's, that's sure a good question. Cause I, I remember the adults in my life. I didn't want to worry to me either. So I definitely can relate to that. You know, it's just, just the thought of somebody worrying about you is like, I'm already suffering right now. I don't even want to put this on to other people. But in in, in the end, you probably do because it's like they're worrying anyways because they're like, I don't know, you know? Yeah. But I would definitely say when I got to a point where I was telling people what I start t- talking about it, actually, I think I was just so tired. You know, I'm like, I just want help. I don't want to stay in this place. I think you get to a point where you just like get tired of it. I'm so glad that she did because, you know, then she started going to therapy, which has helped so much. But I mean, there still are those periods of, you know, just feeling really dark. And I'm so glad that she felt like she could finally tell me. So, yeah, that was just a big thing for me as I was like, why didn't you tell me sooner? And, you know, there were so many reasons that she didn't. Well, I would... I would love to hear about this cheetah movement that you founded. You have a really great Instagram page. I saw it. So it sounds like that could be a good place for somebody to go to find some encouragement and affirmations. So I'd love to hear about that movement and how you got it started and what it means to you. Yeah, for sure. So back to the story when I was 15 in my room and I, you know, I made the decision. That's when 
like I've always had this fascination with cheetahs though. It, this is like a just their pattern, just like the what they have on them. Like I don't know, it's it, they're just beautiful, majestic, strong, fast. You know, like all these wonderful things. And I just I don't know. I just wanted to incorporate that into something and make it so wonderful. You know, because I'm like this means so much to me. And I was thinking about how a cheetah, just like their progress, just like when they're out to do something, when they're set, like they're so fast, you know? And sometimes it don't make sense to people, but so um, I came up with the acronym because I'm like, oh, I want to use cheetah. Cause I was like thinking of different, different words, but I remember I was going through like the different acronyms and I'm like, no, cheetah sounds right. It sounds perfect. And I'm like, this is more meaningful. Cause I know I don't want to just say something just to say it. So cheetah stands for confidence, harmony, enlightenment, encouragement, tranquility, awareness, and hope. And Cheetah's mission is to inspire, save, and change lives while also ending the many different stigmas surrounding mental health. And by by doing so, I've shared my own personal, you know, journey. And I've shared, like, you know, just the research I've done. I've talked to different professionals, mental health professionals, just to get some more insight because, you know, they are the professionals here. But I think also um, everybody ha played a role in this, you know people who have personal accounts, you know, of them actually dealing with this and going through a journey of this. And also people in the professional world, everybody played a part in it. And yeah, so that's really the, that was really the meaning behind it. And I think I was, and also I want to add, I think I was more just focused on wanting to get better too. And I think helping people helped me a lot. And it's it's definitely healing. It's so, It does something to me for sure. That's so cool. I can't believe you're only 19. It's like mind blowing to me. You're 20 now. Yeah. You're 20. I mean, that's still, that's so young. That's younger than Noah. That just, crazy. Mind. you've just done so much and you're just so motivated. I just think it's so cool. So um, I think just to wrap it all up, what are your goals moving forward? Like what do you have goals for this year? Are there more things that you want to do with Cheetah or are you kind of thinking past that? And it's like, what do you have going on? Yeah, so I definitely want to do more with Cheetah. And I think my my goal was to really incorporate my ideal and just this moving into like schools, you know, because I think I think that'd be important, especially with all the bullying happening. And I know it's the pandemic and COVID right now and it's a lot of distancing and I know it's a lot of virtual, but I'm seeing more of a long term when, you know, life goes probably close back to normal. When is there ever normal? You're right. Like exactly. when is there ever normal? But I think thinking of more of a long-term thing where um, even in the curriculum, you know, how they have like these different classes where they talking about sexual education or, you know, like these things, I think mental health should definitely be one of the things that should be, you know, at the forefront because kids can't, you expect kids to go to school when they're battling mentally. I mean, these kids are drowning to just like, just crashing under pressure these days in school. So I think that's what I want to do mostly. And that's one of my goals. And actually before COVID happened, I was actually supposed to speak at two confirmed schools, one in New York and one in Missouri. But, you know, COVID happened and that kind of got pushed back, but that's still a goal of mine. And also just to keep spreading the message, you know, and just still being true. And I think, something I would never want to do in my life is stray away from being transparent because I get so caught up in like wanting to fit in or wanting approval from social media or something like I don't want to ever get to that point where I stop being real because I think about when people first start following me when people first start listening to me they got attached to me because of my transparency because of my authenticity like all of that matters and I don't want to change that now or ever and so 
that's what that's what I encourage and you know and that's what I want to be I want to practice what I preach <laughs> essentially absolutely so. I, I think you're right though about the schools I mean because school I mean school is hard and it is mm-hmm. hard, you know because I mean I feel like at some point most people are bullied and sometimes some people it's just so bad and they actually never get over it and it causes so I do think it causes so much because even with Noah she was bullied online just for being Miley's sister and it really affected her and so I think you're right as far as I can't believe that we actually don't have something in school yeah right once a week where accounts like it's an actual required class and people talk about their feelings and bullying and how to get help and and talk truly talk about mental health I mean we talk about physical health all the time but mental health is something like that we should all be talking about openly and it would just take away that stigma that mental health is something to be ashamed of Um, that is an amazing thing to really talk about and maybe that that could happen one day because of you because I do think that that would change so many kids lives Mm -hmm. and also and I want to take it a step further too because I remember when I was in New York for a minute I was I proposed like an idea and you know when you get certain people to sign it and stuff you could send it in and hopefully it might become a law or something you know and I was thinking more of the mental health stuff and I think I want to get more into and, and not even, not just any law, but I was thinking about just with the school stuff, I think that should be, like you said, required. So I was actually thinking about writing something up because I had been actually crafting something and I never got to like, you know, finish it. But that was like an idea that has been on my mind because it's like, people would definitely take this serious if it was something like that be, you know? Yeah. And like, I just remember like, I, even when you all were in school, it was, I'm old as the hill, so it wasn't in. But when Brandy was in school, I remember Dare, you know, yeah. and it, what, I could just see Cheetah on these t-shirts. And like, <laughs> that's the curriculum. I mean, like Cheetah and, and, and your, you know, like your vision of what, you know, that could be. I think it's just so, so cool. And then one day I'm going to be, and like, I know her because she was like, <laughs> because <laughs> it's just like the most genius idea and I'm just blown away that we're not already doing it but um yeah well you're doing amazing things I'm so inspired by you thank you so much for coming on our podcast no where, thank you so much for having me of course where can everyone find you on Instagram if you have a website you want to share um, give us all those details so everyone can go find you and and be inspired by you Yes, for sure. So my main account is Kenedra for Humanity. Should I spell it out or? Yeah, <laughs> okay. spell it. Oh yeah. So K-E-N-I-D-R-A and then a number four, Humanity, H-U-M-A-N-I-T-Y. <laughs> and then um, y'all can find a Cheetah Movement page too, which is so important. So it's C-H-E-E-T-A-H Movement, M-O-V-E-M-E-N-T. Awesome. And also, I'm still I'm working on getting my blog back up because I used to blog a lot. I don't have it up right now. It's still in the works, but I'm working on getting that back up to share. All right. Well, let us know when you do, and we'll share that too. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. You were absolutely incredible. No, thank you guys for having me. Thanks, Kendra. Bye. See ya. Obsessed with her. I love her. She's so cute. I cannot believe she did all that. I honestly can't either. It's insane. 20. She needs to do like a curriculum for schools called Cheetah. And like, that would be the coolest thing ever. 
I know, really would. You're right. I could see that, like, being, like, the D.A.R.E. thing, like, just seeing the acronym and everything. And honestly, if we honestly did have kids talk about mental health from the time they were, like, six years old in first grade and you had to take, like, a mental health class, Mm -hmm. you know, and it could be once a week, but people talked about mental health and how it was the as physical health and you have to take care of your mind and, like, it would just be so normal that there would be no stigma to it anymore. I know. So true. Um, well, she's fan. doing great things. Very cool. She really, really is. And so cute. Oh, she's so cute. Okay. All well. right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us. I hope you guys loved the But Seriously segment. This has been a super fun episode. So we're going to work on getting the man, the myth, the legend, Wells Adams on here. And definitely Ben Higgins. So we'll post on Instagram when we when we have those two on. So you guys can call in. What's their freaking phone number I'm looking for? And I can't find it. It's in your drawer. You know what? For some reason, it's only half the number. (laughs) All right, guys. So don't forget to call in and leave us your voicemails for Dear MT. It's our favorite part of the episode. We can't do it without you. So here's that phone number. It's 818-839-0534. You can leave us a message and we'll play it live on the podcast and feature you on Dear MT. And then also don't forget about our awesome Facebook group. I love scrolling through there and seeing you guys talking to each other and helping each other out with different things. I love seeing you guys give advice. Like, yeah, Tizzle and I can dish out the advice, but you guys also give some really good design advice to each other. I think it's very cool. Amazing advice. If you aren't part of that group, you're missing out. It is super fun. Uh, a great community of people we've built, and I'm I'm so happy about it. Me too. I love it so much. Um, All right. Also... You could go and give us five-star review. Oh, they could actually. They could subscribe if they're not already, so they never miss an episode. And we love that five-star review. We absolutely do. And we shall see you all next week. See you then, stoners. Later, stoners. Hey, guys. I'm Alana Dunn, and I'm the host of Seeing Other People. As an early Hinge employee, a modern dater, and now a fiancé, I know the dating world maybe a little too intimately. I'm here to make you feel less alone in your dating journey, whatever it may look like. Don't have a date for tonight? No problem. Whether you're looking for love or just want to laugh and commiserate with others, tune in to Seeing Other People as we explore the roller coaster that is the ever-evolving world of dating. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.